0: Hello comrades. In this episode of Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive, we're sharing reflections from Alicia Walker, a survivor on the inside. The episode stems from a collaboration with Survived and Punished New York, a grassroots abolitionist group that works to eradicate the criminalization of survivors of domestic and sexual violence, and the cultural violence that contributes to it. One way or another try to divide us all, one way or prison walls create barriers to communication through our collaboration we're bridging this information gap by sharing the experiences of folks on the inside with those on the outside as well as archiving survived and punished organizing strategies to free all who are incarcerated here is red schulte introducing survived and punished comrade alicia walker
1: Alicia Walker is a 27-year-old former sex working person originally from Akron, Ohio. In January 2014, Alicia was contacted by a returning client, Alan Phelan, who agreed to pay her and another sex worker for sex in his Orland Park house. When Alicia and the other sex worker arrived, Filan was very intoxicated and demanded that the sex be unprotected. Alicia and her fellow worker refused what they saw as unsafe services, asserting that Filan had to stick to their agreed-upon terms. Filan became violent. He punched Alicia in the face before grabbing a knife from the kitchen. Filan then threatened both women with the knife. Alicia struggled with him and managed to wrestle the knife away, stabbing him in self-defense. Both she and the other worker fled. Filan was still alive when they left his house. Alicia was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, despite no physical evidence ever being recovered. She was held without trial for 20 months in Cook County. At her trial, the prosecutor portrayed Alicia as a manipulative criminal mastermind. He even called her a monster and spoke disparagingly about her family and her profession as a sex worker. Her defense attorneys sexually harassed her and never requested bond. A jury convicted her of second-degree murder, and Alicia was sentenced to 15 years in prison. She is currently incarcerated at Decatur Correctional Center in Decatur, Illinois. Together,
0: we came up with questions that survived and punished sent to their comrades. Here is Red Schulte reading Alicia Walker's responses, written in May 2020. Interview questions are read by me, Natalie Kirby, from Audio Interference. To us all, one way or another. What should the world know about you?
1: I'm a lot of different things. I'm an unapologetic survivor. I'm a fighter, fiercely loyal to my community. I'm a black multi-ethnic woman. I'm an artist, a poet, a zine maker, and an inside organizer. I'm queer, and I was a sex worker for a number of years. The criminalization of sex work and survival is why I'm locked up. I'm currently incarcerated in Decatur, Illinois. I want people to know about the amazing work that's being done to fight back. I'm proud to be in that work however I can from inside. I'm deeply grateful for my friends and family who started organizing alongside me through my defense campaign, my comrades and support hosts Survived and Punished, the Uptown People's Law Center, Moms United, and love and protect. When I'm out, get ready.
0: How do you access information? What information do you feel you're missing? What information are we missing?
1: I access information by watching what little news we have access to, the four channels basically, but mostly through my support networks and outside friends. When the Wi Fi works, I get emails and access to information that way. Calls are the most important method of communication for me. I rely on Red and Erica a lot for these. I know we are missing a lot in here. We can't easily fact check the rumor mills that exist and circulate inside. I understand why people do it, start rumors I mean, but it can be a real obstacle to tackling problems we face in here. I know the media that we do get access to on TV is controlled by the wealthy and by people in power. And so I know without getting real news from my friends and family outside, I'm only getting part of the story or some twisted version of it from the regular news. My mail is censored and read, confiscated or lost. My emails are looked through and approved or denied. I can't get copies of newsletters like Free Survivors regularly because I got a target on me in here because they know I stand up for myself and others. There's just this surveillance you're being watched all the time. It means what we can and can't say or do or discuss is always monitored. Y'all are probably missing how we're really treated in here. Even if COs are wrong, they're right. The way they, the prison officers, heard us and treat us like we're children or cattle. The way the prison deliberately withholds information. like. We don't even know when, when they know or what they know. That's what scares me. When will they actually tell us if the pandemic or another crisis gets in? Will I find out from you, Red, first? Probably. Even if they knew something, they'd keep it from us. I know it. The other day, I was confronting a lieutenant about my personal safety and the poor sanitary conditions here, and I asked him point blank Would you be straight with me? Would you tell me if this virus was in here? He just stared at me and was like, I don't know if I could.
0: How has access to information and your loved ones changed since the COVID-19 outbreak?
1: It's scary. I have to ask five different people in here to try and fact check as best I can when news starts circulating. In-person visits have been canceled. Those were lifelines to us. Phone lines are ridiculous. Sometimes you're waiting an hour to use a phone. Then, you're only allowed to do that maybe twice a day now. No new resources have been added. We still get bleach water to clean with. That's it. There are delays in meals. Only 50 people are allowed in chow hall at a time. And we've got 110 people on my unit. We're not getting to shop fully. There's limited commissary. Women are going to seg left and right because things are escalating. COs are going hard against people as fears and anxieties take over. Tensions are running high. There, the prison administration, not telling people about these related policies or these release policies. Everything feels random, made up. We're all just reeling.
0: What do you think are effective models for solidarity across boundaries?
1: Listen to us, solidarity comes from building relationships, connecting with other advocates, and the drive to keep fighting and not give up. I'd say to be effective, you must stay connected at all costs. Letter writing campaigns need to be responsive to our needs. The newsletters, newsletters let me know what's going on outside. This organizing news is so crucial. Getting report backs on actions and campaigns, it keeps us all going.
0: Access comes from the Latin, accessus, meaning a coming to. From the adjective, to plus sedere, go, move, to move to, towards. What would you like to see our world moving towards? What do you think is preventing that movement?
1: I want to see a better world. I want acceptance without judgment and hate. I want real joy. I want sex workers to be truly safe. We should move toward a world without prisons and police that really only hurt us. I don't fit easy into categories. I don't fit into boxes. I want a world without boxes. I want to live in a world that doesn't criminalize our survival. My faith tells me to love and forgive and that's what I want for all of us. I want us to really love our neighbors. People in power's ego and desire to control us prevents us from moving forward like we need to. Sometimes we prevent our own moving forward because we're tripping on each other. There's a lot of standing and built to be in our way. We want a better world, but that's not cheap. So how do we get the people what they need to keep fighting? How do we get us out so that we can fight as free people? What keeps all us from being truly free. I'm left with so many questions. I hope we can overcome all that stands between us and get that world that we want.
0: One way or another try to divide us one way another. A huge thank you to Alicia Walker for sharing her story with us. We'd also like to thank Lei Sui, Yves Tong Nguyen, Hina, Zoe Tao, Red Shulta, and Mariah Hill, along with everyone else at Survived and Punished, for working with us on this episode. To learn more about Survived and Punished, visit their website, survivedandpunishedny.org. If you haven't already, we encourage you to listen to the other responses from folks inside. We also published an in-depth interview with folks from Survived and Punished about their work, to listen, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. In solidarity, Natalie, from Audio Interference. You've been listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. Interference Archive is a social space, exhibition venue, and OpenStax archive of social movement material. Our work is rooted in the belief that our shared histories should be held in common and accessible to all. The Archive is collectively run and volunteer powered, and we rely on donations to keep us up and running. To support what we do, go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. Thanks for listening.